and welcome to Romancing the Amazon. I'm Melody. I'm Zoe. And I'm Elizabeth. Typically, we pick a romance novel that's being offered for free in the Kindle store on Amazon, and we read it and we review it, but this week, we're moving on to a new theme! And in fact, we are revisiting a theme we did in season one. Because it's an awesome theme. It's my favorite. We're back to romantic comedies. And And since we just jumped right in last time, we decided we'd go back and give a proper introduction this week. Indeed. I love rom-coms. The film versions and the book versions. They just make me happy. So what is a romantic comedy? It has to be purposefully funny or unusual or have outlandish situations and or characters. Do you want the Merriam-Webster definition? Always. Yes, all right. A light comic novel whose plot focuses on the development of a romantic relationship. It actually said, like, movie or TV show or whatever, so novel was my own insertion. <laughs> but that's... Yeah, I definitely think it needs an even mix of comedy and romance mm-hmm. in order to count. Because there are plenty of romances that have comedic elements in them mm-hmm. that don't quite classify as romantic comedy. Yes. Yep. And in my head, rom-coms are contemporary. Typically, yes. Usually, but not always. Yes. Almost always. Almost always. Mm-hmm. I would say 90% of the time, mm-hmm. they're contemporary romances. And how would you specifically differentiate romantic comedy from contemporary romance besides the prevalent funny factor? Well, it's incredibly subjective mm-hmm. yeah, because it is the funny factor and yeah. people have different senses of humor. So an author that one person might think is really funny and therefore it's a romantic comedy, I might read it and go, that's just contemporary romance. Uh-huh. I think it might be more to do with the situations the characters are put in or find themselves in uh-huh. mm-hmm. or if there's a dog on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think some of it is, you know, if all of your humor is coming from the dialogue Mm-hmm. Or maybe your character's snarky inner monologue. That's more likely to be contemporary romance. Yeah. If it's more that the situations they're in are funny or yeah. there's a broader element to the humor, mm-hmm. it's more likely to be a romantic comedy. I agree. Cool. But it is very much based on what the reader interprets it as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, what I love about romantic comedies is that they're just fun to read. Mm-hmm. There's low angst. Low angst. Yes. Also, the sex is lighter and happier. It's uh-huh. Less dark and gritty, and gritty is not a word you ever want to use with sex. (laughs) (laughs) I just did. (laughs) And yet, they're still heartfelt. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they can still have real emotional moments and connections Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. relationships that you believe in. Less angst. Yes. Fewer alpha males. They still exist, but they're not in your face, hit you over the head alpha. Uh Mm -hmm. And uh, more independent heroines, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love humor. In my opinion, you add humor to anything and it's going to make it better, which yep. makes me inclined to really enjoy romantic comedies. Yeah, yep. um, They don't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. So if you've read a lot of angsty stuff, it's good to follow up with a palate cleanser of a romantic comedy. Yes. Or if um, the world's just got you down, yes. yeah. pop open a Jennifer Cruzy book. Yes. Good to go. <laughs> yes. If I'm going to read a contemporary that isn't romantic suspense or some other subgenre, mm-hmm. I'm going to 
go for a romantic comedy. Yeah. Yep. I'd much rather have that than just a plain old contemporary romance. Yeah. Even in doing the research for what is a romantic comedy, etc., I found a couple of books and I was like, ooh, I haven't heard about that one. <laughs> should try it. <laughs> okay, what do you dislike about romantic comedy? Awkward heroines. That's yes. it. Ding, ding, ding. I hate the awkward heroine. Yep. Not that there's anything wrong with being awkward yeah. or, you know, shy mm-hmm. or whatever, but that's not how they're portrayed in these. There's a specific type of awkward heroine who's yep. constantly embarrassing herself. Embarrassing right. herself. I think on a in a broader sense, awkwardness as humor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is just hard to read. I dislike embarrassment humor. Mm -hmm. Embarrassment based humor is something I hate in any media. So reading it, watching it, like if I'm watching a TV show and we go into a situation that is entirely all of the humor is based on someone embarrassing themselves, I have to like pause it and flap my hands and walk around the room a couple (laughs) times before I can come back. Like that is, it's easier to watch violence or sex or something Mm -hmm. that most people think of as graphic or yeah. more difficult that's less disturbing to me than yep. embarrassment yep. Yep. Uh, yeah and uh, another thing that I dislike is uh, when the conflict could be easily solved with a conversation which yes. does seem oh to pop God. up the coffee more shop often. problem yes. yes I hate the coffee shop problem if we all just sat down in a coffee shop for 10 minutes and talked to each other, we could fix whatever the issue is. Uh-huh. Yep. Other than that, rom-coms are great. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't like when the author sacrifices the intelligence of a character for humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This can tie into both the embarrassment thing and the awkward heroine thing. But, you know, if your heroine or your hero are really good at their jobs, don't have them make themselves an idiot in that way so that I no longer believe that they're good at their jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I often don't like romantic comedy movies. Yeah. I yeah. much prefer romantic comedy books. Agreed. Yep. Me too. Why do you think that is? So I was trying to think about this earlier, and I think books generally do a better job with the romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it might be that you're in the characters' heads. Yeah. Because there's often misunderstandings or someone has done something. Mm-hmm. And in a book, you have an opportunity for your character to feel remorse, mm-hmm. apologize, correct the behavior, and try to do better. Yeah. And when you're inside that person's head, you can believe it. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I buy this uh-huh. redemption arc or I'm agree that you're no longer a jerk now or whatever the case may be. (laughs) But if you're watching it, you only have what the character says and what they do. Yeah. So if you have this whole movie where they're at each other's throats the whole time and then at the (laughs) end they get together, Mm -hmm. I'm less likely to be like, okay, I don't buy that he's not a jerk anymore. Yeah. Tropes, tropes, tropes. All sorts. Fake relationships. Oh, yes. Yes. I think the biggest one that you see in most rom-coms is the meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. Define that for our listeners. So that's the scene where our hero and heroine meet. And it's often in a cutesy fashion or something unique about the meeting rather than how people tend to meet each other in normal life, which is, you know, through normal means. (laughs) Um, But in romantic comedies, it's usually something funny or weird or standout Mm -hmm. um, that makes a good story. I dare you. Betting. Yep. Yep. Oh, yes. Betting. betting. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wrote bets and pets. Uh huh. Pets. Yep. Pets often play a starring role in a rom com novel. 
Mm-hmm. And you're more likely to see dating someone for a bet mm-hmm. in rom-com than any other genre. Or even a uh, best friend daring you to try something new. Uh-huh. Yes. Step out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And best friends are something that show up in romantic comedies a lot. Frequently. Mm-hmm. And they're often the really quirky characters. Yes. Yeah. And you rarely see loners in romantic comedies. Yeah. Both of your characters usually have a best friend mm-hmm. who is their sounding board or their instigator who like pushes them out of their comfort zone or yep. gets them to try something new. Yep. And Frequently, you also have best friends who act as the beta couple. It's mm-hmm. not unusual mm-hmm. in a rom-com for there to be a secondary couple mm-hmm. that's getting together in the background. There are rebound relationships, of course, all the usuals, enemies to lovers, friends to a lovers. A lot of friends to lovers. Yeah, a lot of opposites attract. Uh-huh. Yeah, unlikely pairs is how I put mm-hmm. that one, yeah. And with the friends to lovers, I feel like you have in rom-coms this kind of men and women can't be friends. Like, uh-huh. yeah, if they're friends... They're immediately going to be, oh, this is the romantic Uh interest. You rarely see someone with a friend of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Most of our heroines are, maybe not most, a lot of our heroines are not traditionally pretty or cool. Mm -hmm. They're always kind of on the nerdier side or of a different body type or something about them stands out in what is not typically considered normal. Which, when done well, you know, kind of shows off different types of people. Mm -hmm. When done poorly, it can lead into, I'm not like other girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nerdy heroes show up. Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot more of those in Mm -hmm. Mm rom-coms than in the other subgenres. Yep. And beta heroes. Mm -hmm. Just less alpha heroes in general. Yeah. Yay! It's a nice change. Mm -hmm. Banter is typically a standard thing that occurs Mm -hmm. within rom-coms. You're Hero and heroine are going to have some snappy dialogue back and mm-hmm. forth. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, what are do. they doing? <laughs> Staring into each other's eyes. That's not very funny. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tends to be a staple for plot points and character interactions. Mm-hmm. There are also, I don't know if these, these don't show up exclusively in rom-coms, but they seem to be there a little more heavily, holiday and vacation romances. Everybody falls in love on vacation (laughs) in rom-coms, which in real life, I have never met someone (laughs) who met their significant other on a vacation. But in rom-coms, if you go on a vacation, you're going to fall in love. Yep. We see a lot more grand gestures. And rom-coms. I feel like you have these big over-the-top declarations of love. Well, that's because you don't need them in romantic suspense because the hero is always saving the heroine or vice versa. You Which know. kind of <laughs> a pretty good declaration of love. Talk about some of our favorite authors. Well, we've already mentioned Jennifer Cruzy. Ding, ding, ding. I don't think we can mention her enough. No, <laughs> probably not. I think it's safe to say she's all of our favorite she's author when there. it comes to rom-coms. Katie McAllister. Also is really funny. She was the first one I read where I laughed out loud. Yeah. If yeah. you had to pick a Jennifer Cruzy book, what would it be? Bet me. J- just Jennifer Cruzy? Or just one? Jennifer Cruzy. Okay. We'll talk about other authors in a moment. Anyone but you. Those are my two absolute favorites. And I would say Agnes and the Hitman. Yeah. But between the three of us, those are my top three Jennifer Cruzies, so. But Agnes and the Hitman is Jennifer Cruzy and Bob Mayer. That's true. Otherwise, that would have been my choice. Oh, (laughs) you're right. I did exclude that when I said just Jennifer Cruzy. My bad. 
So, yes, Katie McAllister is another really good example. Yes, I love her so much. And she's a good example of one. Obviously, most of them are contemporary romance, but she has a couple of rom-coms that are historical romance as well. Doesn't Does she? she? Am I thinking well, of the wrong person? She has she has things that are set in a historical type setting. <laughs> Corset Diaries, Blow Me Down. What's this book I'm thinking Hard of? Hard Day's Night. Yeah. So, you go to a Ren Fair and fall in love or yeah. something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I thinking of a different author? I don't know. You'll have Somebody to who did Regency that. rom-coms, and I wanted to say it was her, but it must have been someone no. else. No. I also really like Lucy Lennox, who is an author of Male Male Romance, but all of hers are really funny and also really heartfelt. I've read one or two by Penny Reed mm. and really enjoyed them. I love Julie James. I yes. was going to bring her up, oh too. My gosh, She's yes. fantastic. She does wonderful banter back mm-hmm. and forth. Her heroines are always really well-established and interesting careers. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of lawyers, a lot of competent FBI. people, mm-hmm. yep. whatever their field is. You know, mm-hmm. they all are really good at what they do and have really great banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. She's an autobi author for me. And as for popular authors, Susan Elizabeth Phillips. Yes. I had I, I tried one of hers and there was so much embarrassing oh, no. stuff that I was like, I can't do it, so I haven't tried anymore. <laughs> but I know that she is a rom-com author. Sophie Kinsella is a really big one and I mm-hmm. haven't read any of her stuff before. And then Julia Quinn, yeah. I mm-hmm. tend to think of her as historical romance, but when I start describing her to people, I'm like, no, she counts as a rom-com author. Yeah, yeah there's definitely a humorous bent to her stories. Mm-hmm. And the next one on my list that I haven't gotten to yet is Casey McQuiston, who oh, read yes. White and Royal Blue. I is, love that book so much. That's pretty high up on my TBR <laughs> right now, so maybe I'll get to it eventually. Yes, you should. It's great. Q&A time. <laughs> All right, first question. What is the difference between a romantic comedy and chiclet? I don't think chiclet requires romance or happily ever after. Agreed. It often includes it, but it's not a requirement. And it's not the focus if it's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It's part of your heroine's growth process, I would <laughs> I would guess. Which is why I prefer romantic comedy to chiclet because I would rather have that romantic element in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the happily ever after, guaranteed. Yep. I bring this up because I saw things like Bridget Jones's Diary and Hmm. other books listed in some romantic comedy lists. And I was like, but that's chiclet in my Mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. All right. My cue is how do you feel about historical rom-coms? I love them. (laughs) I wish there were more of them. Yeah. Julia Quinn's one of my favorite historical authors, and it is because she's so good at the humor. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot harder to do than contemporary rom-coms. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because you have to strike the exact right balance between funny and entertaining and... Accurate. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Jane Austen's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Obviously Uh not... There's not enough humor there to qualify as romantic comedy, but it can be done in historical settings. But Mm -hmm. I feel like the type of humor you got to include is different than what you get in contemporary romance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Was romantic comedy your introduction to the romance genre? Mm. Yeah, I think so. I believe. No. No, my introduction to the romance genre was excluding inspirational romance. Julie Garwood. Okay. Technically, I would 
I mean, Pride and Prejudice was the first romance I ever read, but my first modern romance was a Katie McAllister. Yes, so you're definitely, welcome. definitely <laughs> I I wanted to say that mine was Katie McAllister as well, Men in Kilts, but I remember reading a lot of Karen Marie Moaning pretty early on, mm-hmm. which is heavy stuff for uh-huh. your first. That's an interesting intro point. Yeah, so I, and that makes me think that it was Katie McAllister as a jumping off point. And then I graduated a little bit, and then I reverted back to my favorites. <laughs> well, rom-com is definitely what I give out. If I'm trying to convince someone to try romance for the first time, Yes, mm-hmm. I usually start with a romantic comedy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Katie McAllister specifically. <laughs> Jennifer Cruz. <laughs> yes. to both of those it's time for the next chapter next week we'll be reading imperfect chemistry a nerdy romantic comedy imperfect series book one by mary frame Lucy London puts the word genius to shame. Having obtained her PhD in microbiology by the age of 20, she's amassed a wealth of knowledge, but one subject still eludes her, people. The pendulum of passions experienced by those around her confuses and intrigues her, so when she's offered a grant to study emotion as a pathogen, she jumps on the opportunity. Enter Jensen Walker, Lucy's neighbor and the one person she finds appealing. Jensen's life is the stuff of campus legend, messy, emotional, and complicated. Basically the perfect starting point for Lucy's study. When her tenaciousness wears him down and he consents to help her, sparks fly. To her surprise, Lucy finds herself battling with her own emotions, as foreign as they are intense. With the clock ticking on her deadline, Lucy must decide what's more important, analyzing her passions or giving in to them. Giving in to them, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share it with your friends. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, (laughs) Amazon Music, wherever you listen, just find us. (laughs) You can find the links to each book in the show notes of the appropriate episodes. So you can read along and enjoy the episodes even more. Catch you next time. <laughs>